Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Day Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Yes, we were just saying off air, this was the best week of the month, and it is coming to an end right now. But, you know, I know everyone out there really loves the Star Trek episode, so I'm sure you guys will be pumped about next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, next week's going to be a blast for everybody. Mm-hmm. But this <laughs> week, we got mailbag. We got f- fucking fruit bracket. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have a theme for that one. Oh, fuck, I was supposed to do that. All right. I mean, we just need Shit. a generic bracket theme that's like, it's yeah. a bracket. Yeah, just, do you want one clean? Go ready, go. It's a bracket. That works for me. No, that was, I didn't mean to do Frere Jaca. <laughs> you're afraid you're going to get sued by public domain? Yeah, that guy is litigious. He's a piece of shit. All right, try a new one. Try a new progression. It's a bracket. No, that's just Frere <laughs> Jaca, but in a higher pitch. <laughs> Oh, well. We'll have to keep yeah. working on it, I think. All right. Well, should we just jump nah, into the it. mailbag? Do it. Mailbag by Brother Date. Uh, uh, we start all the way back on November 4th. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Uh, when you tweeted about our previous episode in which we discussed the texture of coconut flesh and then it's a gif of Lil Gowan making a disgusted face. Yeah. That's I think um we were in agreement and I think someone else may have chimed in in the mailbag to agree with our assessment of the texture of coconut. Yeah, we'll get to that I think. So. Um also on the 4th you wrote uh watching step by step on Hulu. And they only made it to episode two before Urkel flew into their family picnic with a jetpack. The dude owned that network. It was totally true. That Key and Peel skit where uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, played by um, uh, Jordan Peel, is screaming at his agent or, I don't know, network executive or somebody that he's a fucking <laughs> Something actor. Something like that, yeah. And he's furious because last week, Jaleel White or uh, Urkel turned his character into a race car and raced him around the Indy 500. (laughs) (laughs) I've always loved that skit, but I was watching it. Literally, just after the pilot, episode two, he falls into their family picnic in a rocket pack (laughs) and hangs out the whole episode and solves everyone's problems. Now, you made another discovery about Urkel and this universe, right? There's a lot of... Th- okay, so I've become very interested lately when we're watching some of these old sitcoms. Like, in-universe, what is a show on TV and what are characters they might interact with and, like, right. do crossovers with or whatever? And it is very much the case, as we saw Urkel in that episode, too, that the Family Matters people are real people just down the road in Chicago because this one takes place step-by-steps in Wisconsin or whatever. Um, okay. 
but on the same fucking network sharing the same night is a show called Full House that is very much a show that they watch on TV in Step by Step. <laughs> so huh. I don't, I, the, there doesn't seem to be a unified theory of, of how this all works. It just seems to be whatever writer is. Uh, no, Urkel shit. must have visited Full House, though, and doesn't that throw the whole thing into disarray? He did visit Full House, and it does throw it into disarray. He obviously he is visiting his cousin in San Francisco. He always has a bullshit reason to drop in. Like, um, he taught Steph glasses positivity. And I remember an episode where Uncle in the episode Joey Stephanie did. gets framed. But maybe it was that same episode, and Uncle Joey taught her the wrong reason. She started to use comedy to like oh. and then she got in trouble in class or something uh, well hold on let's uh stephanie gets framed full house fandom full house wiki <laughs> do 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 uh you got it this is a significant this is a significant synopsis yeah yeah at school she borrows joey's funny glasses and uses them in an attempt to keep her classmates from teasing her but they get confiscated by her teacher miss claire and she will not get them back until the school year ends yeah so she got in trouble listening to joey's advice and i didn't remember in that episode that urkel fucking cracked the case but since he was there he had to he can't just like walk on and walk off he has to like do all the business in the step-by-step one he solved like three kids issues in that episode Let's just check out his page. Ah, that just links to Wikipedia. I was hoping he had his own separate page in the Full House Wiki. (laughs) That he was recurring enough of a character. Or just important enough that they were just like, hey guys, remember when Urkel was around? Yeah. So who knows how many of these ABC shows that he popped up on. But yeah, you're right. It fucks up the whole universe that he was with the Full House peeps, but then Cody and JT or whoever on Step by Step are talking about an episode of Full House, and it's like, wait a minute. Uh, apparently Steve Urkel was on two episodes of something called Mego, M-E-E-G-O. Uh, yo, I definitely don't remember that. Mm, Linux? Are we talking about a discontinued Linux distribution hosted by the Linux Foundation? An American science fiction sitcom television series that ran for six episodes from September 19th to October 24th, 1997, on the CBS television network. It is a Miller Boyette joint. It is Miller Boyette. Oh, Bronson uh, Pinchot. Start Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Yo, I don't remember that this happened. Well, uh, I don't know well, if you remember he, this, but okay, a lot right, of the ABC listen. shows were bought by CBS and like did a season on CBS. Here's what this says. Jaleel White was a guest star in the episodes Love and Money and The Truth About Cars and Dogs. Though seen wearing Urkel's eyeglasses, he appears here in uncredited, non-speaking roles as a disgruntled repossessor and a man who blows a whistle at a Pinewood Derby race. So is it Urkel or isn't it? What? (laughs) They borrowed Urkel, but they didn't say it was Urkel? Is it or ain't it Urk? That's, yeah, well, that's something. Huh. Yo, I have no memory of this ever happening. Yeah, I, I don't think we well, again, old, it ran but... six episodes when I would have been 16 to 17. So that was not not my prime CBS sitcom watching time. I'm just looking at the uh, <clears throat> the cast photo here. I rec- the the old the old guy in this photo is uh I think he's evil Bill Gates from that Voyager episode. Yeah, Ed Begley Jr., yeah, that's correct. And um, we got the kid from um, 
uh, Jerry Maguire. The, okay, the that baby, little guy, that, that little, little guy, nerd. he's in it. Um, obviously, we've already talked about Bronson Pinchot. Um, I don't really know who these other people are, but <clears throat> Michelle Trachtenberg was somebody, I think, okay. briefly. Oh, she had a moment. I just clicked on her. It says Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. That um, also explains why I couldn't really tell you any more than that. And Eric Von Detten. Nope. Ah. That's I, nobody. I don't know who that is. <sighs> also on the fourth, Ryan wrote in, at Brother Date, presented without comment, and then it is an image uh, titled, If Everyone on Star Trek TNG Were the Same Uniform as Counselor Troy. Mm. And it's just a bunch of pictures of uh, people <laughs> with their uniforms low cut, not and just in the same boobs. uniform as Counselor Troy, but in the, with the exact same cleavage, collarbone, and neck structure as Counselor Troy. <laughs> so, you know, they did kind of a minimum amount of photoshopping on this one. Yeah, look, at one. He's it also always... suggests that her uniform colors would be lavender and gray, which doesn't really make sense. However. Uh, it is distressing, so thank you. He's always trying to creep us out with his with his Star Trek memes. Um, the main problem is that I've usually already seen all of them, including this one I'd seen somewhere. Uh, but it's not like it's not like we're on board with Troy's weird uniforms. Yeah, no one thinks that was a good idea or yeah. done for the right reasons. When Jellicoe shows up and makes her get in a uniform, I always go, "Makes sense." It <laughs> makes sense to me. Just makes sense. <laughs> and then he tells him what to do. He goes, "Hey, I want to. I want more shifts." And then Riker's like, "I'll rebel. I'm I'm doing a mutiny because <laughs> you want more. You want four shifts instead of three. <laughs> they act like spoiled brats throughout that whole episode. Can't wait. To see they it. really do. They're very mad that their daddy got taken away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys, you guys have all served on other ships before, right? It's like wild how spoiled they are. He gives out some real common sense orders, and they resist him to the bitter end. And then he just schools the Cardassians the whole time." Just proves yeah. that he actually knows what he's doing and whoops people's ass, and they all are so mad at him. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that one eventually. Uh, we're still run down the clock on season four TNG now, but we will get there. Yeah. Not everybody looks good, uh, and Riker at that point hasn't looked good since. It's been a long time. The price? Oh, you think he because he resists the uh, the bait laid down by what's his name, old Pervo? Yeah. 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 But he felt good about it. Uh, on the fifth, Ryan wrote, uh, at Brother Date, touche with your sharp memory, confound you. He's just mad he didn't get a win there. He got to hear the, the drop at least once. He did. It's coming up. Oh. Uh, he said, also, uh, boy, I was expecting the drop to be somehow vaguely offensive, but that was delightful. Yeah, it's just my, um, my nice on voice. <laughs> yes. Nice on! It's <laughs> always one of my favorite we golf comments because i've never heard anyone say that outside of we golf there's a uh, video of uh, wednesday downtown i may have sent this to you uh where someone is presenting a theory that a golf newcomer will believe any rule that you tell him is a part of golf probably and so two comedians who play golf take a third guy who'd never been golfing before out there and they make up a lot of nonsense but then they also agree to play the last hole english style <laughs> In which they, um, once they're on the green, they get down and um, shoot into the hole with pool cues. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's worth checking out. Does the person then realize that they've been had or not? No, all? they have to be told later oh, that, they, that none of that was real. 
I would think the pool cue thing would give it away. Uh... He also says, at brother date, I really did not spell check myself there for the anagram. My bad. That was for um, his boss's new name. Lone Scum. Lone Scum. <laughs> I mean, his great nickname is Space Karen, and that should be his nickname because it's a great nickname. But yeah. he'll always be Lone Scum to me. Uh, also on the fifth, Ryan writes, yeah, if a big scary guy is there about to do an R, you want to verify before dismissing. So that's some safety advice from that episode where, uh, you know. Oh, the one where Seven was... Um, Seven is having bad hallucinations bad because of her Borg implants about a, in that a scary Mutara man. class nebula. Yeah. Uh, on the seventh, Ryan uh, must have listened to our fruit bracket. He writes in, mango-flavored things are always good. Banana-flavored things are always great. Huh. And, um... That's fine. That's someone dropping off a package. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are they just really hammering your doorbell, or what? Every time going you on? ring it, it rings the three times if you don't get to it. So. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know about banana things always being great. Sometimes banana flavored things are kind of nasty. Yeah. What about like um. Boy, not nerds, but what's the little hard ones that are shaped like fruits? Oh, I don't remember what they're called. They are hard as shit, though. Yeah, they're rock hard, and they're shaped like the little fruits that they're supposed to taste like, and the banana ones are disgusting. Yeah, most I, I find banana flavor things to be pretty bad. Mango-flavored things are good, though. He remembered the name of the restaurant at the prune yard that I was talking about, where they put uh, honeydew in my Diet Coke, and I still think about that all the time. Uh, he says, had to be Hobie's, home um, of the hi-hat hash browns. So that's the place that gives you the huge coffee cake. Yes. The giant, giant, giant coffee cake that is very unimpressive. It's, um... But it's huge. I mean, it's Entenmann's level, but they sure do give you half of one. (laughs) They give you a fucking fat one. And I'm always really excited. Well, I guess like the three times I ate there, I was always really excited. And then I dove in and went, no. (laughs) It's big, but it's not that great. Uh, I think this one is directed specifically at me. He wrote, at Brother Date, please say that you will come over and pick like 200 tangerines coming up here in about a month. (laughs) Because we were so excited about Cure. <laughs> yeah, I still have a few days to get over there and get them tangerines, but uh, we all know I'm not gonna. Yep. Well, I mean, what can I do? We're uh, we're in purple tier here, so, you know. Yeah, that's right. Will he... Well, he spends so much time up at the cabin these days. I was gonna say, will he break down and pick them for you, but... Probably not. Will he take them directly to my trash can? My outside trash can? <laughs> Is that where you'd put them? <laughs> well, I mean... That's what I'm saying. Oh, man, why is Aubrey Huff trending? Stop it! <laughs> Don't talk about Marshawn's boyfriend that way. Uh, he's always saying dumb shit. Ah, he's here saying don't date a single mom. He's out here right now saying don't date a single mom. Okay. That's cool. He'd feel like he was a backup plan helping raise another man's kids. <laughs> well... Uh, someone here with a hot take. Aubrey Huff was given a predominantly girl name at birth and his masculinity has never recovered. <laughs> I also do think that he's some kind of deadbeat dad, isn't he? I think he is. So it would be. Oh, yeah, fitting. probably. Someone must be dating his old his old lady. He got mad about it. Would be my guess. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, enough of what's trending at this exact. So you're moment not going to get any any of those tangerines. Is the bottom line? 
Yeah, I'm not going to. On the 7th, he wrote, uh, at Brother Date, dislike the taste of coconut, can't stand the texture. You're not alone there. I wonder if that's a common position to take. Strangely enough, I truly love the scent of coconut or coconut-scented things. I mostly agree. I don't even mind the flavor of coconut. I think it's fine in certain things. It's For me, it's mainly the texture that's the problem. And I, I would, th- I mean, like, it seems like a common enough position, but there's so many, there's so much shit that is full of the coconut flesh in it, like candies and pastries and things yeah. like that. Yeah, people love that nasty shaved coconut, and why? I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, on the seventh, he also writes, "I still think you should listen to more jazz. It's genuinely high utility music." Now. Do you value utility in music? Is this like, oh man, this is music for all occasions. <laughs> well, not in that way. No, I wouldn't say that. No, I need some I feel all like around I, music. I don't know what I'm going to get up to today. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I'm fine with picking some music that I want to listen to right now. Yeah. I don't I, need to fire and forget. I do have music that I like to listen to when I'm doing chores and stuff. But that is a specific use. It's not about all-around utility, for for sure. Yeah. It's also like... You know, like, everybody loves a good utility player. Mm. But you probably... The day that you're called a utility player (laughs) is probably not the happiest day of your life, right? (laughs) No. What about if you get the superlative super utility player? I mean, it's better. (laughs) It's so, slightly better. Do you feel like maybe you feel like a starter when they call you a super utility player? <laughs> like Ben Zobrist used to get that in baseball. He's called him a super utility player. Um, I'm trying to think of who else has got that moniker lately. There are some guys who, I guess, they start every game, but they don't necessarily have a position. And those guys are usually called super utility. But you're right. Utility, is that's a, that's a Mike Gallego, and that's not what you want. I mean, you just got to be like, your saved Google search for your name fires off and uh, and it says utility player, your name, and you're like, <sighs> what's better if it says utility or if it says IF slash OF? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's less likely to come up in a saved Google search, no. to be honest. I guess that's more of a baseball reference kind of deal or something. <laughs> I just feel like IF slash OF is like, oh boy, he doesn't, they can't even narrow it down to that. Yeah, that is a dubious distinction, like, uh, oh, like, to take a recent example, uh, well, she's current on all the COVID protocols, and we don't have a men's soccer team, so. (laughs) That's right. That's absolutely right. She's going to kick again. (laughs) Even after they fired their coach? Yep, they fired the coach, but they didn't fire her. She made it longer than the coach while that coach needed to be fired. Well, 0 and 8 is not amazing. Or 0 and 8, and they got beat 41 nothing. So it was like, you didn't really have a leg to stand on, I don't think. He's a former Stanford guy. I hope he comes back. The, what we need is more. We need more of that <laughs> on the team. We need more 0 and 8 energy. <laughs> we can get draft picks, right? If like we lose a lot, we can get better draft picks it's, uh, in college football. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. So it goes in yeah, the SEC. We should, tank. we should tank for the best high school players, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if col- if there was a college football draft that went that way. And <laughs> all these fucking, kids. all these high school kids were like, 
am I am I going to Hawaii? Oh. That could be cool. Oh, North Dakota State. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, looks like I'm going to be going to Houston to play football. I'm excited. Oh, you said Houston the city. I'm playing for Rice. Oh, ah. I see. Ah. Also, uh, first round would be 125 <laughs> picks. Be a, so be a, a two-week affair, I think, the college yeah. football draft. I'd be into it. I'd watch it every day. Um, Boy, Matt, you described the concept of the Ocho to Katie, mm-hmm. maybe... Ooh, I don't even remember the occasion. Maybe just on the Zoom we had, okay, with uh, with our mom or something. Yeah, and right after she moved back in, she was like, "Hey, is there a way to find out when they're doing the Ocho?" That's a really good question. And I fucking just turned ESPN two on, and it was um, death diving. Oh yeah, what is that? A Finland. Sweden? Where yeah. is that? Yeah, it's a, it's a Finnish nonsense sport. Yeah, I loved it. And I was diving. like, well, turns out it's the Ocho right now. <laughs> was, it, wait, it was it labeled as the Ocho? Uh, yeah, the bumpers were all I the Ocho. I love it. That's such good timing. There's something else before that, too, that was also uh, the Ocho. It was like a the Ocho block. Uh, she wanted me to search for Kabaddi, but like... It, I've seen it. It ain't... I mean, it's happened, but like... You can't just open up your cable guide and look for comedy. It it's not going to come up. Uh, I don't. I don't really understand what you're asking for. Uh, well, that's good that she she asked for it and it appeared. The Ocho. That's great. Anyway, that's uh, you know, you'd have to have a the Ocho like channel showing the college football draft. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would have to go to some of the back channels for sure. But I'd watch it. I would. I want to know who's going to play play for UTEP, you know? Still in the fruit discussion, Ryan writes, I could be unusual here, but I have to be in the mood for peaches, whereas I always like cranberries. Okay. Again, probably yeah. just comes down to their application, you know? Ain't I mean, I guess other people will have to... Cranberries into their mouth. Right. Other people will have to weigh in on whether that seems unusual. Yeah. Because it seems like, you know, uh, you could just eat a peach, but you can't just eat a cranberry. So you must just like cranberry-flavored things, like cranberry juice, cranberry sauce. and Yeah, it is true. You do have to cook cranberries. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of them little guys still. Cranberries? From, uh, from Tea Given. Did you guys make something with cranberries? Uh, Katie made them into cranberry mango streusel Whoa. things. That sounds fucking good. Crumble? Cram- crumble? Maybe not streusel? I you know what it. I mean. It has that crunchy oat dough thing on the top. I'm into it. I didn't get one. Yeah. Uh, well, have you checked the mail today? Maybe that's what that package was. <laughs> Maybe. I did get the bow staff you sent. Oh, hell yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> I've decided I'm going to keep it in two pieces for home defense, one by the door and one in our bedroom. Well, it's nice that it's, it's, it uh, screws apart in the middle. It's mm-hmm. supposed to come with a carrying bag, too. It did, it did but it, the carrying bag's only big enough to carry it if it's in two pieces. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That'd be a, how would you even strap a 78-inch <laughs> long bust after your back? Just drag it along the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it was impressive. Once I had it assembled, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like this is taller than Kwong Su. I can smash people with this thing. <laughs> That's a unit of measure, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it is, because isn't he only about 6'3"? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan writes, to be fair, Grizzly Flats, that's where his cabin is, used to be known as Chicken Massey. Oh. Chicken Massey? That's not a great name. Chicken Massey. Ooh, maybe it's Chicken Massey. It is hard to know. It's Native where American. Th- it is definitely hard to know where the uh, emphasis goes in that word. Wow. Uh, why did he say to be fair? I mean, we were talking about has he seen a grizzly? There's no grizzlies there. Some shit like that. Uh, he did show us the cool cougar that he saw. Yeah, he's got a coog. It's kind of nice. You wrote in on the 7th at Brother Date. Why do I keep having to tell my wife to stop looking at pictures of Gritty on the internet? Now, is this still a problem in your household? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, cool. Sometimes I'll just come up behind her and she's got a fucking Google image search up full of, just plastered full of Gritty. So just, she's got a little bit of a Gritty fixation. Yeah, I'd say she's a a Gritty Bitty. <laughs> Would you say that? I just did. Like to her? <laughs> no. Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because if you it wouldn't is. say it too, or you, maybe it's not worth saying. Like I know he's a social justice warrior and all that, and I get that. But like, <laughs> why do I gotta always see his his fucking crazy goon face in my house? Listen, he's got a great origin story, and I think he's responsible for Joe Biden being elected, if I understand the narrative it's correctly. Some, it's something like, that's what France has adopted. I know all of their journalists yeah. have written that story, so. That's cool. They're like two American things, Jerry Lewis and Gritty. <laughs> well, look, they're they're spiraling in their own way. Maybe they don't even like that Biden was elected. Who knows? Everybody wants a Trump these days, so. That well, seems to be, huh? Yeah. Uh... On the 8th, Shannon wrote, at Brother Date, uh, B, that's our one of our other correspondents, hmm. saw a post on Reddit about how the single cover of All-Star looks like someone separated Guy Fieri into four people. <laughs> Discuss. Oh. Uh, uh, I have to check out the picture on that. Uh, let's call it mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm just pulling it up. I mean, kind of. Like, I could see the shirts on one guy. Yeah, the one guy's got the bleached hair. The bleached hair. The the guy in the yellow with the hat. Unless the hat is the guy. I think the hat might be a a piece of that. And then it's unfair because Steve Harwell just looks so much like Guy Fieri. (laughs) It's weird. Even without the bleached hair, he kind of looks like him. Yeah, it's it's still like uh, it's it's from from before Guy Fieri used to bleach his tips. But like the the guy on the very right, he's his soul patch is like more pronounced. Is that a thing? It's true. Yeah. So yeah. that might be part of it too. Yeah, maybe. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I see. I just, it. So there's one guy that looks a little less like him than the others, but yes. Yeah. <coughs> wow. Well, I've I always guess they associated took him... the two. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. On the 8th, you wrote, at Brother Date, my wife's such a troll. I showed her these headlines about Dan Marino's various records being tied slash top today. And she goes, okay, but does he have any rings? <laughs> so mean. Yeah. I was just sitting there like, why do you even remember that? One, <laughs> you don't care about football. You yes, only exactly. remember it when you want to fucking be shady as hell. Like, <laughs> just leave the poor guy alone. 
was like, first of all, where are all your rings, Marjan? That <laughs> yeah. one from MIT doesn't count. That's why your brass rat doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, and I did include Dan Marino on the tweet just in case. You did include you did at Dan Marino. No response as no. far as I can see from Dan. No, I didn't get a response from Richard Marks that one time. He no may one. have a team that does his social media. He might not read that himself. Yeah, no one ever wants to engage with me. I got I got so I got such little brand engagement. Well, it, I mean, it also from week to week it does vary. Like when someone goes to check out who sent this hot tweet at them, and then they're <laughs> Something like different every week. Cameron World, number one Cameron fan Who's site, Cam- and it's a Cameron? picture of a finger pushing a button. Well, she was she was that hand in that shot. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's some of her best work. Look how she's pushing uh, that button. She is pushing it real good. That's really I mean, good. when you consider that those buttons are painted on, don't do anything, and don't mean anything. Yeah. She's at least she's with- hitting the button, and we've seen a lot of times where they don't. She's pushing that with... Uh, like a confidence that you should not have with that panel at all. Yeah. You're like, I hope this is right. There's one thing that Star Trek for sure got wrong because they figured A, no one would ever be able to read the buttons, and B, they didn't want to have to think about what every panel and button did. Yeah, you'd need Oku in every episode. Every day. Yeah, but they have invented an interface that could not possibly be useful. <laughs> Now, I got to remember, if I want to open the shuttle bay doors, it's button 234, button 1786, and it's button 3. And I got to push them in that order, and that's how the shuttle bay doors open. I'll have a mnemonic for this very shortly. A fucked up data behind me one time just went blue, blue, (laughs) yellow. He was so bad at controlling that device. Yeah. He was very bad at it. I think we talked about that for probably 15 minutes. How bad he was at it? Yeah. I would never trust anything that guy told me. Uh, you retweeted Bum Chillups, a.k.a. Spencer Hall, who wrote, England must be the mentally strongest nation on Earth because every day they wake up, put beans on toast, and then somehow resist the urge to die. That was, that was just me doing what Marjan would do and taking a direct shot at somebody. Our, our <laughs> yeah. listeners. Uh, Did yes, they neither of whom is English by birth, but oh, yeah, sure. That's true. They didn't engage either, did they? Uh, no, neither of them engaged. I don't know what the Scots put on toast in the morning. So hopefully we'll get a three or four minute audio segment about that. Yeah, anything that we can do to get it back. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. It's like, I miss the glory days of 2019. Uh, Shannon um, retweeted her own joke Uh-oh. to us. Uh, and the message to us was speaking of fruit rivalries, but the joke from earlier that same day was a picture of Crips red apples oh. from the grocery outlet Morrison's. Okay, with with the text, "Do Crips apples have a long-standing feud with blood oranges?" Oh, I get it. <clears throat> Hashtag fruit humor, like the violence gangs, the Crips and the Bloods. Let's uh, see how that hashtag is doing. <laughs> Uh, someone in 2012 oh. posted funeral for a fellow grape, comma, or in parentheses, raisin. Oh, boy. Hashtag fruit humor, hashtag create, hashtag death, and then an Instagram. Uh, in 2017, 
Stephen Charles Landscapes tweeted, when you discover a strawberry that looks like a chicken, and it is indeed a strawberry that looks like a chicken, nice. hashtag fruit humor, hashtag Friday fun. Uh, and then, um, boy, in 2019, at, uh, at Very Punny Bear, mm-hmm. nicknamed Pun Master, tweeted, two melons wanted to get married, but they can't elope. Mm-hmm. Hashtag punchlines, hashtag puns, hashtag funny, hashtag dad jokes, hashtag oh, no. fruit humor. Hashtag funny? Yeah. That guy was that's hoping. The, that's the most grim, right? That guy was hoping somebody would search for hashtag funny? Funny, yeah. Listen, I need to laugh. <laughs> What's uh, funny, Twitter? Yeah, someone tweeted that someone else does does have a lovely pair like the fruit hashtag fruit humor mm. i'm not gonna say names because i don't know if that's sexual harassment also it was in 2011 okay um you know there are <laughs> there are several all right well there you go then it's... maybe as many as 40 tweets with the hashtag fruit humor it's not bad yeah it's not bad over 10 years that's uh, not bad that is not bad at all. Uh, I guess William Shatner must have popped off after the election or something. Because oh, uh, Ryan tweeted a gif of McCoy and Spock sidling up to Kirk and McCoy saying, What the fuck have you been tweeting? Mm. Was it about uh, shit? Yeah, I, I gotta ask you, who is Bum Chillups, a.k.a. Spencer Hall? That's and why are you retweeting him again here on the 18th? This is one of my favorite follows. Okay. He's the guy who uh, works for SB Nation or whatever. Well, he wrote, uh, I know it feels like years ago, but it was only five months ago when protesters blasted Wesley Willis's Rock and Roll McDonald's <laughs> over the Chicago Police Department scanner. <laughs> and then there is a clip of it when it happened. Yeah, that's a good one. What's your what's the go to Wesley Willis song? Uh, for me, it's Taste a Gorilla's Ass. Now, it <laughs> uh, is a good one. There are many to choose from, from Wesley Willis's Schizophrenia Catalog. Yes. And how much fun you have with it, I guess, depends on how you feel about whether it is making fun of him or whether it is celebrating his outlet yeah. for his schizophrenia demons. Sure. And also how much you can tolerate that one Casio demo. <laughs> I, I tolerate it very much. Um, how about the song Suck a Cheetah's Dick? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> um, I, of course, remember many lines from various songs. Uh, sure. The lady bus driver called me an asshole is one that I remember all the time. The mean schizophrenia voice. Told me to shove a broomstick up the lady bus driver's ass. Yep. Um, taste an alpaca's raw dick with Lowry seasoning salt. With Lowry salt. seasoning salt. That's taste. very good. Taste is the best part. Taste is for, for sure the best part of taste a gorilla's <laughs> ass. Uh, how about I whipped Batman's ass? Do you like that? I one? whipped Batman's ass is pretty good. <laughs> um. So, yeah, if you guys missed Wesley Willis and the drag news... um. It's still out there to be found. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I tend to think that it is okay to enjoy it. Yeah. But because he definitely got a lot out of doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess if somebody... I, you, there are probably compelling arguments to make about it being exploitative, but I I, I tend to think that he was, he was 100% all in yeah. on this fun endeavor, so... Also, don't think anyone really made any money off yeah. of it or exploited him. So it would just be the enjoyment. Is it at his expense? I don't think so, but I don't know. Maybe there are people out there who feel that way. Yeah. Uh, on the twentieth, Shannon wrote at Brother Date, and she retweeted. Uh, well, she at Brother Date. Um, you know, whatever that emoji is supposed to mean. It's the it's the one that looks like uh, the kid from Home Alone after he puts the aftershave on. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah. maybe he's a ghost. I don't know. Uh, Kevin McAllister at SCMP news. These robot monster wolves are scaring bears roaming through towns in Japan. (laughs) Um, the Japanese apparently have a problem with these little tiny bears. Yeah. They don't have big ones there. Yeah. Um, and to solve the problem, they have put horrifying robot wolves up in their fields. That is a very Japanese solution. Flashing eyes. And I'm sure they make a horrible noise. Um, Hey, what are we going to do about these bears that keep, like, going through our trash and stuff? It's, like, kind of an inconvenience. Yeah. Fucking build a robot. Let's build horrifying monster wolf robots. But not like any robot. Let's build, like, let's build, like, the most cartoonishly wicked robot from an anime or something. Yeah. Go out there and scare the bears. Dude, bears are kind of cowardly. Um, yeah. How many Their deal videos- is... Not confrontation. Yeah. How many videos have we seen where a bear's trying to get in someone's car and then they get screamed at and they back out of the scene? Yeah. They like on on their hind legs just back into the forest. <laughs> like, I don't want any part of this. Or like a bear's ru- uh, messing around someone's front door and a fucking cat runs up to the door and the bear takes off for a minute. <laughs> right. Someone's tiny little cat. Yeah, they ain't looking to risk it. They're not taking chances out there. No, they're exploring and looking for food, but it ain't fight time for them most of the time. Yeah. Unless it's another bear. I think that's who they mostly fight. I mean, I saw a harrowing video of a dude riding his bike through the woods and a bear oh, starts chasing I hated him. That. I hated that video. That video was so frightening because <laughs> it's a, yeah, I that's think a big mean some bear. cubs. Yeah. yeah. It just starts chasing after him, and bears move pretty quick. And he they're pretty fast, even on a bike. It's, you gotta really go. He takes his bike down a uh, a hill without a path. Just chances <laughs> it. Just like hope I don't hit a tree, because uh, he's gotta get away from this bear. And even though he falls off his bike at the bottom, I guess he the bear didn't want to follow him down that hill. But yeah, yeah, the bear had made its point. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary video. On the twentieth, Ryan writes at brother date. Uh, I feel like I've had kiwi and strawberry together in a fruit cup, like from a continental breakfast type of place, and they were okay together. Uh, also, I fucking love this autocorrected spelling of the fruit. I'm going to leave it, and uh, it is spelled K-E-E-W-E-E. <laughs> That's how you spell it. Kiwi. Uh, on the 21st, he writes, Q being omniscient but not smart is not much better than me having Wikipedia and a fast internet connection. I mean, uh, we talked about it a lot. I mean, he also has powers. It's just it's sort of unclear. Just, he, he makes a lot of claims about being omniscient and stuff. There will be some time travel stuff in a couple of episodes. Yeah. 
and it doesn't seem like any of it's possible. Yeah, I um, Q's a Q's, Q's kind of a big mystery. He's definitely dumb. Like we know he's dumb, and then it's just a matter of what his powers are and mean. You know, it's like we know Guinan's cool, but I don't know what Guinan is. Yeah, what is she? All we know is that Q's afraid of her, and she uh, maybe has lived a really long time, like a super long time. And she was cool buds with Mark Twain. And we'll her, get to it. Her relationship with Picard is closer than friendship and closer than family, and whatever that means. Well, don't worry; it won't never be explained. Nope. <laughs> Good. Again, they'd ruin it. I'm surprised uh, Enterprise didn't try to explain it. Those fuckers. Another Star Trek meme. Uh, Ryan has posted a picture of an extremely high-backed wingback chair. <laughs> And uh, Riker making a crazy face, because how's he going to step over that one from behind? Yeah. The internet um, did think Riker's seating himself was a pretty funny thing for a while. Yeah. Probably a lot of Riker sitting memes would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, On the 22nd, uh, Ryan writes, are those not Pelican cases, or is that brand name? And that was the name of the thin aluminum case I couldn't remember. Um, Pelican cases. Okay. Like the Pelican brief. Very like the Pelican brief. Okay. Or, um, you know, bird. Yeah, bird. Uh, On the 22nd, he writes, I'm assuming he got all those superpowers from reading the sacred texts. It's pretty heavily implied in the movie that he did not read them. Yeah, Yoda asks if he read them and he just hesitates and then Yoda has to tell him that they... I think he says, well... (laughs) And then then Yoda says, page turners, they were not. He was on the island with the sacred Jedi texts for like 20 years or whatever. He never fucking... He's on the island with... Nothing but the sacred Jedi text. <laughs> he never cracked them. There's fucking one scene in Empire, maybe, where he reads a transmission from R2 on his little oh, monitor in read? the X-Wing, yeah. and that is the only evidence that he can read. He is just a farm boy. Um, How much reading do you have to do to build robots? Because he did that. He did that kind of thing. I don't know, man. Maybe it's all fucking Lego slash Ikea style instructions. Could be. Yeah, but what a quitter. We already talked about in great detail what a quitter he is. But, like, he looked at those sacred, sacred texts and went, There's ah. there's seven of them for a total of maybe 500 pages. They look small. Because they look like big, thick pages. He's like... And you know there must have been illustrations. What if he could have learned some cool shit? <sighs> yeah. Like, fucking Luke. What a disaster that guy is. Yeah, well, he's gone now. Yes, he's he one is. with the Force. Yes, he committed suicide in that movie for reasons he'll, that have not been explained. He'll appear for like a minute in number nine, but we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, it's in more weeks. Fuck, it is just two weeks, isn't it? It's pretty rough. Hey, well, maybe the holidays will disrupt <laughs> some of this stuff, but yeah, like two weeks is what we're looking at. The other day, Katie was like, maybe I should watch one of those Star Wars <laughs> And I was like, all right, which one do you want to watch? The one, uh, like, I, you just listened to Revenge of the Sith, so you could either She's been listen listening to, that to those one. and not watching uh-huh. the films? Yeah. Wow. Or you could listen to, um, or you could watch uh, The Force Awakens so that you'll be ready for the next one. And she was like, no, I think I want to watch the one that I've already listened to, because uh, you will have given me a foundation on it. Okay. Um. So... 
when we resume that movie, we will be at the point where uh, the fire ships start to put out the fire on the half-burning spaceship. So that's how far we got into that. <laughs> was she just immediately turned off? Or was she bored? Or I, mean, I think halfway through the first, the opening montage there, she got an idea to do something in the kitchen. Okay. And then... I mean, it is very At some point, long. she said... It is. It's extremely long. Uh, she agreed with uh, our, our fundamental point that uh, Count Dooku really doesn't do anything after <laughs> Anakin beats him. He could say anything at that moment, and he just sits there with a dumb look on his face. So he's he's really a, he goes out like a chump for sure. <laughs> he's written to be a real piece of shit, just yeah. going down like a little fucking bee. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's interesting. Uh, well, good for her for attempting to watch one. On, eh, let's say the 28th, Shannon wrote, at Brother Date, uh, I know it's your official search engine, but Bing apparently isn't the place to go bargain hunting. What? And uh, she apparently was searching for vegetable seeds, and what she's being, this ad she's being shown is mixed pack of vegetable seeds worth 20 pounds. The price, 25 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's great marketing. It's extremely good marketing. <laughs> yeah, how much do you suppose these are worth? I'm like, 20 pounds, maybe. What do you, what should we charge? 25, probably. We should charge 25. <laughs> yeah, but so you're not going to put on there what it's worth, right? I'm, I'm I mean, looking, but if they're worth 20, I mean, are we just taking a loss if we sell it at 20? <laughs> I mean, I, I want people to know what they're worth, you know? We're not selling cheap merchandise here. It's worth 20 pounds. But we're going to. Listen, there's a, a, a EU law. That hasn't been repealed yet here. That <laughs> says that we have to put what it's worth on there. <laughs> uh, hey, wait, 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 wait. I don't, don't want to hear anything bad about Bing. That's how I found the man from Orgy yesterday. <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, Ryan, shady-ass Ryan never did tell us the name of that book. Oh, yeah. He's like, I got a book. I got a book I want to suggest. And then he just kind of didn't even describe it. He described his vague feelings about it. Yeah. And then never told us what it was. It was as if he told us the name of this book that he had already, that he started from the position was his problematic fave. Yes. That right. we would have been like, well, you're kicked out of book club. <laughs> you can't like that book. Yeah. And we didn't say that. I mean, no one's afraid to read a book. We'll read the book. Yeah. Ryan, we'll read the book. You can tell us. <laughs> You can DM. Why don't you slide into our DMs and tell us what he won't do? He fucking loves being shady. Why don't you put it on the Discord? We'll, we'll read the book. Uh, on the 30th, <laughs> Shannon wrote uh, <laughs> at Brother Date, I separated watermelons and other melons because sure. I hate other melons and love watermelons. But I love blueberries more. Blueberries win. Ah, okay. So we're finally getting into the decisions on the fruit bracket. Okay. Yes. So it's blueberries. <clears throat> then she writes, also, Matt's watermelon eating habits are bizarre. What? That said, I have a family member who eats kiwi fruits whole, skin and all, <sighs> so I'll stop being judgy. I can't. They Can they digest that? Imagine just raw dog and a kiwi. <laughs> seems, one, unpleasant, and two, just like it would cause distress. I imagine that when she says eat some whole, she also means doesn't take a bite out of them, just shoves the whole fucking thing in their masher. <laughs> just crunches it all up. And to me, that seems like it'd be like eating cardboard. Like, yeah. 
I mean, they're not thick, right? The skin of a kiwi is not thick, but... It seems solid, though. But it's like furry, thick paper, so... It seems like much harder to tear or rip than, like, paper. It seems solid. You think it's kind of like a parchment? Like a leather? Yeah, something like that. It just seems like you wouldn't wouldn't want to eat it, not because of how it feels to have all the fur in your mouth. But... (laughs) Although... (laughs) But... But, like, it wouldn't digest well would be my guess, but maybe it's fine. I don't know. Um, By the way, don't fucking disparage my watermelon. What's weird about finding a way to eat watermelon where you are never disappointed by the watermelon? I found the perfect way to eat it. It seems like a weird psychological trap where you were like, I'll like the part that nobody likes, and that way I'm never disappointed. And And there's always plenty. There's always plenty of it, because no one else is eating it. Yes, it is a a survival survival (laughs) mechanism for me (laughs) to make sure, biologically speaking, I have enough watermelon to procreate. You know? (laughs) It sounds like something you'd read... It sounds like something you'd read about, like, the uh, fourth highest ranked chimpanzee in a <laughs> tribe of them, where it's like, He's they like, seem to like eating the bad part of the animal, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, well, look. I have survived. I made it. And I'd like to say <laughs> that I'd like to credit eating that part of the watermelon. I'm sure. It's probably all full of vitamins, right? That's why it tastes bad. That's why it's all sour kind of bitter i like it a lot uh she also writes figs aren't much of a thing here they sell fig rolls basically fig newtons but not nearly as good the cake is all dry and awful Mm. i don't know anyone who eats them or buys them figs are sold in the supermarkets but i've never seen anyone buy one she writes okay well there you go i thought figs were a thing over there that's what we've been led to believe over here yeah well explain the pudding then Figgy pudding, all that business. How about that episode of Blackadder, the the Christmas Blackadder I saw where someone hands somebody a fig? Huh? There you go. <laughs> um. Also, explain the rest I mean, of Blackadder to me. That is where you get the line. If we were little piggies, we'd sing piggy wiggy 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 woo. <laughs> piggy wiggy 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 woo. Wiggy wiggy woo. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I do like the one where I like the future version with uh, Fry and Laurie and the Nibbly Pibblies. <laughs> Boy, it's been so long since I've seen. Maybe I should watch Blackadder's Christmas. When he Carol. walks into the throne room and they ask him, How goes the war with the Nibbly Pibblies or whatever? <laughs> and you go, That is such a, ad- a Fry and Laurie ad lib that just <laughs> came out of that script. <laughs> Yeah, everything about the Christmas special is pretty good. I watched it with mom over the holidays before their their DVD wouldn't play in their DVD player anymore. I had to buy them a new one. I gotta watch. Uh, I gotta rewatch Blackadder. The hardest one to get through is the first one, mm-hmm. even though I also kind of like it the best. I like certain things about it. It is weirdly melodramatic. Yes, in ways that are not earned. No, um, which is the hard part for me. Where suddenly it gets emotional and you go, huh? Well, I was watching, yeah, but, um, I was watching this little wiener wiener around and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but by by Blackadder two, I feel like they've pretty much got it nailed. Yeah, it becomes uh, a really sarcastic achievement. Uh, she also writes, "Black Current is everywhere in the UK and it's horrible." Oh. 
my main issue with it is that all purple candy is blackcurrant flavor, not grape, mm-hmm. i.e. Skittles and lollipops, also juice drinks. Uh, and it seems purple is a visual cue for grape flavor that I cannot get over. So she doesn't like being fooled. Yeah. And she doesn't seem to like so, the blackcurrant flavor. Doesn't like people playing around on her candy. Yeah, I did have a gummy bear the other day that was blackcurrant flavored and I hated it. <laughs> but... Every single gummy bear in that pack was awful. It was from Sprouts, and they were like some weird, healthy gummy bears. And uh. I ate the blackcurrant one, and I went, well, that was extremely sad. And then I ate an orange one, and it felt like I was being poisoned. My mouth was burning, and I had to spit it into the trash really dramatically. <laughs> so it might not be it might not be blackcurrant. It might be that, uh, that brand of gummy bears. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you should not buy again. No, I will never. Never do that again. And our final mailbag entry, Shannon writes, Raspberries versus grapefruit is tough. I do love a cold ruby red, but I haven't had one in years. What? As they're not available here. What? Yeah. I mean, I know they're an island, and I know it's they can't grow them there, but, like, you just can't get a grapefruit? Or specifically oh, not a, a ruby, ruby red, red grapefruit, yeah. Really? It can't? Wow. It's wild. Uh... She goes on to say, I was slightly put off by Matt's monstrous thoughts on raspberries, but they win. I buy and eat them all the time. That you want to eat all that fuzz? Get all that <laughs> she fuzz loves the fuzz. Get up in there. Just lap it up. That's the end of the mailbag. We don't have a clip for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need to make more clips, I guess. Hold on. Let me make myself a uh, note. God damn Just it. get a big sack and shake it around and say, it's empty. And then that'll be the end of the mailbag. <laughs> Make more clips. More clips. That's on my to-do list. Uh, that brings us to the fruit bracket. Yeah. Round two. Pressure. Are you ready to go? Didn't we just play the Billy Joel one last time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, here we go. It's the fruit bracket. <laughs> didn't start the fire shannon Shannon did that's pretty close (laughs) it's the billy joel bracket (laughs) i I should have dipped it for fruit (laughs) i replaced pressure with guava i tried (laughs) guava (laughs) all right um match number one apple versus apricot this is um, uh, it's tough to see my little buddy apricot in this matchup. It's tough. Apple's a staple fruit. It's it's gonna be hard to unseat apple because of its many uses, including just yeah. fucking gnawing on one. Yeah, it's kind of the classic fruit, and there's so many different kinds, and they're all good, and you can use them in fruit humor. You can even use them in fruit humor. You could be like that that pink lady over there is a real whore. Really greases my <laughs> lightning. Damn it. That's all I come up with. Is that funny? No. Ask internet if that was hashtag funny. That's a good... Uh, hold on. You know, I should... Uh, let's just... Uh, how do you look up a hashtag on Twitter? <laughs> I don't want to have to find one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So first I'm Googling that. Okay. Type it into the... Okay, yeah, all right, sure. All right. <laughs> you just search for it. Yeah, you just search for it. Okay. Turns out it's real easy. Okay. 
Okay, funny. Yeah, hashtag funny. Uh, I don't want to go to at funny. Show me the fucking hashtag. Man, but whoever fucking in 2007 or whatever got the handle uh, at funny is fucking crushing it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, come on. Come on, twits. All right, what well. if I type, well, just type hashtag funny. <clears throat> we failed. Okay, hashtag funny. Um, uh, what are you looking for? I'm looking to see if any of them are funny. Oh, that's too bad. Hmm. I couldn't tell whether you were trying to find my my cool joke about how that pink lady is a whore. Uh, I don't see it there. Okay, for one thing, no, that's too bad. Are we agreeing to give this to Apple? By the way. Uh yeah, Apple's gonna take this one. Yeah. It's uh I love apricot. I love things that are apricot flavored. Apple's gonna have to be beat by a real superstar. Yeah, I think so. It's one of those top five fruits. You just put them in any order, it's it's fine. We'll see what happens. The next matchup is banana versus melon. Oh. A lot of people have problems with bananas. Like texture and I mean, people don't like the strings or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I love bananas. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I don't know if that's going to change once the good ones go away. Wait, we've been eating the good ones? Yeah. I, hate, I thought everyone was telling us we didn't even know what the good ones were. Because we've been eating these I mean, I think ones. people have said that the old bananas tasted like banana flavoring, but that doesn't make oh. me think that they're good. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I like the ones we got now. I generally like sour things, so, you know, I don't need my bananas to be too sweet. Melon, of course, it's got all those melons in it. But we're supposed to think of whatever we think is the best melon. Matthew, I am, uh... (laughs) This is not, we're not doing a good job right now. Oh, I'm just telling you that so far I haven't found a funny one yet, though. Oh, that's too bad. I, I thought rough. if you had to label it as hashtag funny, it must be pretty funny. It seems like I should get my nickel back from Twitter that I spent on this hashtag search. We're gonna spit it out of one of the, one of the yeah, I probably come out of the one of the vents. That'd be cool. I'm kind of banana on this one. I am too. I do. Sorry, go yeah, on. I do like a melon, but. I... I don't know, man. I do, too. I just kind of generally consider melons that aren't watermelon filler fruit. And banana's so overpowering, you should not use it as filler fruit. No. Although, people will tell you that you can use banana in place of, like, a lot of other ingredients in cooking. And those people are liars. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. I think, like, that's like sabotage. You, you'll end up with something, and then you can eat that something. But yeah. you'll know. You're going to know. You'll for sure know. Yeah. All right. Well, fine then. Uh, bananas it is. Match three. Blueberries versus orange. Orange here includes tangerines and... All that business. You know. Yeah. As we talked about last week, the tangelos and all that. Yeah. Uh, For me, even as much as I like cure, it's going to be blueberries. Wow. We're sending it to Shannon. Yeah, because I I don't mind blueberries, but they don't rise above like a mid tier fruit for me. So for don't. me, 
orange has one use. You zest it in mm. a dessert. That sounds good. In a though. baked dessert. Mom told me earlier she bought a whole bunch of oranges and she was going to make so many orange treats. <laughs> She's going to make okay. orange bars, like lemon bars, but orange. She said she was okay. going to make orange zest uh, holiday cookies. She said she was going to make an orange loaf, like, a or- like a lemon cake, like an orange one. Sure. <sighs> Fucking, I want to eat some of those. Yeah. So that's the, that's all. Well, I don't know what she'll do to make the orange bars, but we're talking about the skin of the orange mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, though, I obviously disagree. I I love just getting a bag of cuties and eating the cuties. Uh, I will definitely eat some tangelos. We talked about it. They got a nipple. <laughs> you just kind of. You, I look at the nipple for a while before I eat <laughs> the tangelo. This is now officially our raciest ever. <laughs> episode <laughs> so yeah we're sending it to shannon I, I have to i have to say orange on that one <clears throat> uh we have cherry versus passion fruit these are two fruits that if they disappeared tomorrow i'd be like oh yeah i remember those but that's it yeah uh yeah i'm gonna I'm, say cherry on this of the two i'm cherry so i think it's going through I, again i don't know anybody who just eats passion fruit maybe it happens it seems to be mostly a flavor of something up next, we have peaches and nectarines versus pears. Mm, um, and fruits. It is pear season. Oh, you, I know you look forward to that. Yeah, we have a box of those big pears. Katie and I each ate one today. Yeah. They're extremely good. We get them every December. I love pears. <laughs> I like turtles. I'll eat them uh, in a can. Sure. Or in juice, though, right? Not in like syrup. No, you want it in juice, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Katie has unearthed a couple of ancient jars of pear butter. Ooh, are they still edible? Uh, yeah, they're still real good. Yeah. Well, we already talked about it. We grew up with it, man. That Cupertino living, that Cupertino lifestyle. Hell yeah. Four oh eight. Eating, eating those warm pears. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm gonna agree here. I love a good nectarine and. If you can get a good peach, it's really good. Um, but pears are like, man, I, I love pears so much. I love their weird little. I love their weird texture. I love their delicious pear flavor. This one's a little niche. Uh, we have plums versus pineapples. I wonder if these were both casinos in King of Casino. There was, I'm sure there was pineapple. I'm not sure there was plum. That's the one I don't know about. You're going to try to find out? Does the internet even know? I don't think that's a fandom wiki. I don't think you can get King of Casino. 15 different casinos. Yeah, dude. Some small ones. Big ones. They all Uh, had Kino. Let's do do FAQ. They all had Kino. And every time you said, no, I don't want to play Kino. I wish I could turn off Kino. Why does it keep asking? Remember how often he would ask you if you wanted to play Kino? It Uh, never got the hint. she was always coming by wanting to talk about uh, whether or not you wanted to play Kino. And it's like, I don't know how to play Kino. Stop <laughs> asking me about Kino. I don't want to play it. I told you fucking five minutes ago, why is there no option to turn off Kino? I don't want to play Kino. Fucking turbo graphics. Uh, apparently the manual does tell you how to play Kino. Because <laughs> I'm looking at the manual, which does not list the casinos. Oh. 
which it makes oh. it rude, in my opinion. Oof. Well, anyway. Um, boy, it's kind of a tough one. I love pineapples, but I really love just eating a plum. And you can't really just eat a pineapple. You got to, like, prepare it. No, a pineapple is a whole fucking thing. And then even, like, and you can't eat a whole one anyway. No, you die. Because it dissolve all your mouth. <laughs> you would just die on the spot. Yeah, I got to say plums on this. I love pineapple, but um, just the, I feel like the, the trick here is I could eat, like, 50 plums in a row and I'd be mostly okay. I mean, I'd have the shits, but I'd be okay. Yeah. Plums are going through, uh, whoever stocked the break room back when I worked at Glam oh. Media... Uh, had plums in there all the time. What? Man, I've never worked at a place so baller it just had plums. It were just plums? Yeah. I mean, I'd look at that bowl of fruit and I'd be like, well, if you got a plum. Oh, <laughs> I, don't worry There was it. another selection. Oh, there was another selection. A bowl of fucking big old plums comes out. You're like, oh. I got you, Groppler. That was a trick. <laughs> Who grappled whom? That's right. <laughs> Oh, match seven, pomegranates versus raspberries. Mm. Now, I'm going to try to not be bitter that I don't have a pomegranate guy. <laughs> you could use mine. I told you. I can't. He... Don't even call first. Just go over there. It'd be like. They stopped inviting us to stuff. You guys, so. got, you guys got pomegranates? <laughs> I know you got some back there. Hey, I heard you got. I heard there's bags of pomegranates around here, so. I don't know what it is huh? in Farsi. An- Anar or something. Try you try to use the lingo with them. Yeah, I definitely won't get that wrong. <laughs> uh, we you guys uh, don't we you, at, you guys don't have R's and L's though, right? So it might be an L. Do you have any of that? We were at, we were at inter- international food bazaar. Uh-huh. Um, a couple weeks ago, we got some amazing kebabs there. By the way, mm. Love uh, and we saw all the pomegranates outside, and I was mad again, mad again that you have a pineapple guy. No, pomegranate guy. Yeah. Um, well, now I live far away, so it's the hookups yeah. wasted. That's what I'm saying. You should use it. I don't think yeah. you were stopped being invited to things. I think they probably. Um, I think that invite probably still happens, but Marjan doesn't pass it along because. Oh, could be because we don't live there. <laughs> yeah, they probably actually would have been delighted if you guys had shown up for Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> she doesn't want us to talk about her behind her back with them. Uh, that's um, that's an instinct I understand. Um, uh, I like pomegranates better than raspberries, but if I'm honest, I eat raspberries way, way more often. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I guess that's the question. What matters? Is it, yeah, is it just what you like? I think this is just what we like better, right? Well, we, the other question is what I like pomegranates less if I ate them more often. Uh, that's a good question. Is this it is like a usage? Is rate. there an aspect of are they a special treat when I do decide? Yeah, I'm going to spend seven dollars on a little cup of pomegranate arrows. Yeah, he was efficient, fucking standing in the corner and getting the ball passed to him, and no one's covering him. But like, what if he had to create his own shot? It's a good question. You know, what if his usage rate was like top ten in the league? Would he still be efficient? I don't think so. <sighs> I do love raspberries. Let's say raspberry. And uh, poor guava's got to go up against strawberry here in match eight. It's another. It's another big time fruit. It really is. Um, I will say, Katie made uh, some uh, some real fun turkey sliders after Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, on Hawaiian rolls with guava and cream cheese and leftover turkey. 
Interesting. Yeah. Were they good? They were very good. Guava and cream cheese are best friends in pastries. Um, Sometimes I'm a little hesitant about fruit and meat. And I know on Thanksgiving it's hard to avoid because the cranberry sauce just gets everywhere. Is it, what is it, is it like, does it feel childish to you? Uh, I think it has like to if do you, with... if you could never order a Monte Cristo because you can't let anyone see you dip a sandwich in jam. <laughs> I, no, uh, I think it's because I, I, I need like a real um, divider between like sweet and savory. And a lot of the fruit stuff ends up being pretty sweet. I guess the reason it sometimes works is when it's tart, like... um. Oh, what's it called? I'm going to get in trouble with the Persians because I can't remember. Uh, Fessenjun. Like, Fessenjun's really good because it's got, um, it's probably pomegranate syrup or something. Is that, um, a kind of stew that's got made with walnuts and it has a real strong dirt taste? No. Uh, what am I thinking of? It's a very fruity, meaty stew. Um, okay. I don't know which one you're talking about that tastes like dirt and has walnuts. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's there's gormasabsi. That's like um, that's a green one. Is it green? No, it's just brown. It's for sure brown. Oh, there's lima, but that's more red because it's tomato based. It's like orangey brown. I don't matter. <clears throat> Katie will know what I'm talking about, or maybe she won't. Okay. That's fair. Well, anyway, Strawberry uh, is going to take this one, right? Strawberry's got this one. So just one for you to decide, Shannon. So, you know, I'd really like you to spend the next month. I know it's the holidays. <laughs> um, Just thinking about it, which which is better, blueberries or oranges? Um, Yeah, really don't don't mail it in. Do the research no, no, like no. we did. Spend time on it. Yeah, we thought a lot about all of these matchups. I mean, to be fair, she was pretty diligent about the ones we asked her for in this last round. I tried to corner her at game night <laughs> and get her to spit out the answers at like 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning, but she wanted to take her time with it and write into the yeah, to the old tweeter. Fill up the mailbag, which is, that's great. That's dual, dual purposes there. So I appreciate that. Uh, so that's it for uh, the fruit the fruit bracket. Hey, I, I did prepare a game. Ooh. We should, What's the game? We should do a video games power hour because it's been a grip. Uh! <laughs> video game power hour. Getting killed seven times in a row never felt so exciting. Hold on. Give me a minute. Uh, I last opened Video Games Power <laughs> Hour October 8th, 2019. So I had to scroll way back to find it. It has been a very long time. Okay. This Jesus, the way that, this segment was, works you is that's you really shout the, last the time name. We played it. Was it more than a year ago? It's been more than a year since we did. Well, once we, oh, we've spent since like March, we've been doing these Star Wars ones, so that's half the mailbags. That's true. And then it's just been all brackets this year. Yeah, a lot of brackets. Okay. All right, that's very Yes. Um, uh, yeah, the way yeah. this game works is like the 90s power hour, but we yeah. did Flipsy, where I name a video game, you tell me a little bit about what that game means to you, and then we... And then I rank it. Throw it on the board. Just some benchmarks. Number one so far is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And number 50 is Jet Moto. 50 is Jet Moto. Will anything land below Jet Moto? Who knows? 
So there are worse games than Jet Moto. It's oh. just the worst one you've named so far. Okay. Well, I, don't tell me what they are. I don't want to get any hints. No, 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 no. I would never. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's start with kind of a recent one uh, that we played a little bit of last year, maybe, maybe even the year before that. When did Ace Combat 7 come out? Because I'm doing Ace Combat 7. Fuck. I feel like it was last year, but time is so wild right now. Like, was it the end of 2018? I don't know. Sure. Uh, Ace Combat 7. Sky's Unknown. I think it was originally supposed to be a, a tie-in with um, <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. And then, uh, <laughs> and then of course, he killed himself. An unfortunate so. incident. So, yeah. <laughs> he was going to be a main character, and it was going to be pretty good. But. Fuck, dude. Listen, it would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, so Ace Ace Combat Seven. Yeah. Um, the gameplay. Mm. N- no changes since Ace Combat Two. Yes, it felt very familiar. Yeah, extremely familiar there. So, by the way, Ace Combat Two, sometimes called Air Combat Two, you currently have yeah. a twenty-eight on this list. Uh, it's currently in at twenty-eight. Uh, also on this list, we have Ace Combat Four: The Shattered Skies in at number fifteen. Um, is it really the Shattered Skies? <laughs> So that's what I've written here. That's so, so shitty. <laughs> uh, the um, the there are no new jets. So yeah, there haven't been any in a while, huh? Yeah this this is like if they kept releasing Maddens every year, but there but the football rosters have been locked in <laughs> two thousand three. Yeah, you were still playing with Brett Favre and shit, right? Uh, and they kind of don't even make up new experimental jets anymore because this in this one they just had wild drones. Yeah, uh, there was some DLC that came out after we stopped playing it, and it was a lot of make em ups. But they were single all, player or multiplayer. Uh, maybe both. But they were all yeah. make em ups from previous games. So you're right okay. that they didn't right. even bother to make more. Uh however, the reason you play Ace Combat. Yeah. In my opinion, aside from the fact that the gameplay is pretty good, uh, is for the wild ass stories and <laughs> narrative structure. Yes. And this game, uh, and I heard, I'm pretty sure that I, we've talked about it recently even, but uh, we definitely talked about it when this came out. Mm. Uh, this has a moment at the end of the first mission <laughs> that was genuinely baffling and perplexing for both of us yes. in ex- I think exactly the way the game intended it to be. Yeah. That really really worked. It's a moment that if you don't know it's coming is executed perfectly. Um yeah, do you want to explain that? Yeah, sure. At the end of the first mission where a bunch of these drone guys are taking over a space elevator facility something like that Uh, there's always some kind of space element in these games that you don't get to really enjoy you have to shoot a bunch of bad guys off of the tail of a basically an osprey carrying the president yes right of your of your nation yes i have forgotten which nation you play in that one i don't even remember in this one i maybe (laughs) uh and when you fire, it's usually going to be a missile. When you fire the missile that kills the last of the enemies, a missile hits the president's plane, yeah. and he spins in and dies. And then, and then you are a traitor, yes. and you get sent to 
uh, essentially a thing that could only exist in Ace Combat in Strange Reel, a prison fighter pilot squadron <laughs> way off of the front lines. Yes. You're right that it is uh, solely in Strange Reel, and it is very Strange Reel, that yep, whole fight, idea. Fighting uh, in a bunch of old busted planes that are being maintained by the daughter of some guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, everyone hates you. Because they're a traitor. No one knows whether you killed the president or not. Because you. of the way the game is set up, you don't know whether you killed the president or not. Now, that moment is its totally real because you are not expecting anything to happen. You're just literally just shoot. This game, you shoot infinite missiles. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> you, you shoot, shoot infinite constantly. missiles. You're firing them every fucking half second you fire a missile. So you're just like, I don't know. Maybe I killed him. Did I kill him? I could have killed him. Right. I think it's possible oh, my, my s- missile blew him up. On my second playthrough, I did make sure to shoot the last guy down with guns, and it turns out a missile still hits the president, <laughs> yes. so I feel pretty good that I didn't kill him that time. That's right. Uh, however, uh, why would you, you wouldn't do that on the first playthrough no. unless you knew about this twist. And so uh, it's super effective. Uh, the game has basically everything else you'd want. Uh, it could have been, the campaign could have been longer. Yeah. And the multiplayer was kind of nothing for me, but that's not what I play it for anyway. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead with a controversial position that this is probably even better than Ace Combat 4 for me. Okay. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun game. I'm putting it in at the new number 10. Whoa, ahead of original Animal Crossing. Yeah. It's pretty high. Uh, Not going to lie, I got all the way through that first campaign. I think there's a mission near the end that reveals what happened early on. But it took me until I got to that mission late in the campaign before yes. I was sure I hadn't killed the president. Right, yes. You do eventually find out that you didn't do it. It's a Star Trek Six situation. It would be uh, really dis- distressing at the end if it turned out you did because then it would be like taking agency away from you. Yeah. Because you didn't intend to kill him. However, it you know, they could have made it that your plane was hacked and fired a missile or some shit, right? It would be kind of cool if just in that mission they made it possible for you to accidentally kill the president. And have yes. branching story paths, but that would take a lot of work. Yeah, Colony War style. Yeah, Colony. Oh, I gotta put that on one day. Oh, it's already on there. Twenty two. Mm-hmm. Twenty two. All right. Well, um, it just got demoted because Ace Combat Seven is the new number ten. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's see. How about? Sorry, is it Ace Combat Seven or Ace Combat Zero Seven officially? That's a really fucking good question. It's probably zero seven. It seems like it would be that you know for the strange right. real ones. That's how I want them to be. It looks right when you had it there. No, it's just seven. That is a shame to yeah, me. Yeah, it looked right when you had oh seven there, but no. <clears throat> also, they should all be strange real ones. Yeah, there are going to be a couple that don't appear on this list because they're not. Yeah, one I didn't play them, and I didn't want to play them. Yeah. Um. If I don't hear at least the words Euctabania once, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I'm fucking out. There better be Belkin shit all over this thing. Yes. Or else I do not care. I want to know about all of the fucking industries, all the all the companies that were making these planes in this fictional universe, even though yes. they're called MiG-29, like they were made uh-huh. by Gruber uh-huh. Industries what? or something. It, it is the weirdest part. <laughs> Now they've decided no one's going to look into this. It don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an F-22. Why is it called that? Don't worry about it. Um, How about an old favorite of yours, I know, from the PS2? A video game called The Bouncer. <laughs> the Bouncer. 
Okay, so this was a horrible game. <laughs> uh, it was real short. Yeah, very short. You could play the campaign like 10 times in two hours. Uh, it kind of felt like a tech demo to see how good the 3D could be on the PS2 or whatever. That's that's exactly what it felt like. It, it wasn't that good. However, I do love the main character's jacket, <laughs> which had a huge patch on the back of a big cactar with the international no symbol and the words no escape mm-hmm. but the words were really hard to read so we generally referred to that as the no cactar jacket yes no cactars allowed it would be a decent joke because that with the cat the, in the video game the final fantasy series the cactar always wants to run away yes so that's why it's that's why that symbol would work but you're right you couldn't really read the letters that well so no cactars was easier yeah um this game was bad, so now let's start looking at some bad ones. Okay. Actually, most of these games are good. It's hard because which is the problem if because you the pick up there a bad 50, game, you don't play it enough for me to even remember it. Right. There are fifty-one games on this list. The first bad one on here is California Games at number forty-nine. <laughs> the rest of these are pretty good. Even Tricky Kick. Tricky Kick is simple, but it had hot beats. Yes, that's true. It did have some hot heads. We listened to that recently. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that um, Star Trek The Next Generation for SNES at number 46 is the first bad game. Yeah. Um, yeah because it is, In fact, I it would, is unplayable. I, I would argue that. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Um, the Bouncer is worse than that, though. Okay. Yes, given what should have been possible for a game at, at that time, that is not a good game. I'm putting it in at number 49, and it's only that high because of the jacket. It's right. Uh, it comes right after in our list the bad SNES port of Doom. Yeah, that also which was, was not good. Mostly unplayable. <clears throat> All right. Well, still nothing below Jet Moto. Um, how about the first Call of Duty we played together, Call of Duty Black Ops for the PS2, PS3? I don't know. It was like 2010. Yeah, probably the PS3 is my guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think there were any PS2 games that we could play online. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it must yeah. be the three. Uh, I don't well, know how much you remember of this one. Here, uh, I remember... Um, mostly the multiplayer maps, and I remember watching Ryan play through the single-player campaign at when he brought his game to Ben's family's cabin, I think, is what happened. Okay. So we spent a weekend up there, and I did watch him play it, and, uh, you know, Gimme Shelter gets played <laughs> in there a couple of times, and you're like, ah, that's a pretty good song. Anyway. You're right. Um... Here, here, here is me on Call of Duty. I like the ones that are set in the past the best. Yes. I don't need fucking drone strikes and you have to bring up your smartphone to do a thing <laughs> and look out the cameras you've placed and a bunch of fancy shit. Yeah. Um, the terrible one where you had fucking jet pack. You could like jump 35 feet in the air. That right. Yeah, exactly. Hell. So, you know, um, the new one is the Cold War, and uh, yeah. I assume that it's going to be of the type that I like. Yeah. If and when I ever get a new console. Yeah, it'll be which a while. I may not. I just may not even do it. Why would I? But you don't. You don't game on consoles, and even yeah, I don't. I mean, so I've been hitting this. I've been hitting this switch pretty hard with yes. Hades and Animal Crossing, but that's it. Yeah. 
but I've got Call of Duty World War II in here at number 28. That's the one we played in like 2017. This is going to be better than that. Um, this is probably... This is probably right around Call. I'm going to put it in between Colony Wars and Airport Tycoon. Okay. Yeah, I, I have lots of memories of the maps in yeah. this in this Call of Duty, but in a way, there doesn't they, like the main gameplay doesn't really change much in multiplayer. Like you you roam around, you die, you see the yeah. replay, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you move on to the next the next life or whatever. You hope you're not on the final kill cam <laughs> as the one being killed. You're often on the final kill cam as the one being killed. Happens sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking the wrong way. I wasn't looking the right way. I didn't see that guy. Um. All right. How about Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation? Is that not on here? I see Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy X, Final, Final Fantasy VIII. Is it number 21? I guess I had been showing Restraint. Final Fantasy VII was big. Sure. It was big for us, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, this is number six. Yeah, but between uh, RDR and San Andreas. Yep. Um, we definitely put more hours into Final Fantasy VI. It's got all those crazy characters, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy VII has the materia system. It's very good. Has some optional stuff with the weapons. Um, those are fun. Mm-hmm. The 3D is extremely bad, and <laughs> the story is so confusing, it's useless. I mean, honestly, it's still really baffling. Like, the last time I played through it was probably in, like, 2016 or 2017, and this that means it was 20 years after the, the original time or whatever, and I was playing through it, and I was still, I got to the end, and I just went, wait a minute, so what happened? Like, I still don't really understand all of the Cloud Zack stuff. Yeah. The Cloud Zack stuff is very is very bad. Uh, all of the Sephiroth clone stuff, mm-hmm. all of the Geneva Project stuff is wild. Yes. Um, But, you know, in the end, you, you, saved the, you saved the planet. By killing the planet? With holy? You use the holy magic? Yeah. To, I don't remember. Well, like, it backfires. Like, you, you try to use the holy magic, but it it's, it's feeding on the rays. Right. And the life stream comes out and kills, like, everything, right? Or or the meteor just hits the planet anyway and the oh, life stream comes yeah, out. And... It does kind of just restart the planet, doesn't it? Because yeah. the last thing you see is, like, all of those red 13s running around in the wild again. Yeah, and you're like, wait, were there other red 13s? What happened? How did he make Okay, those guys are sentient. Are we... Did we forget? Are they? Is only he sentient because of the experiments, because of Mako experiments or something? Oh, that's right. There are more Red Thirteens because there's one. You see the statue of his dad. Uh, yeah. He's a Red Thirteen. Nanaki. Too. Yes, that's right. Why would I remember that? Wait, is he Nanaki or is his dad Nanaki? No. I, I don't remember. <laughs> but either way, weird pull. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In at number six, Final Fantasy Seven. All right, that's pretty high. Um, Behind some big hitters. How about? Uh, the current Grand Theft Auto that maybe will never be replaced, Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five is so good. It's a really good game. Um, the story is good. You switch between the three different characters. The 
that characters are an innovation that sounds stupid but actually works super well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they figured um, that one out. Great big beautiful world. Hell yeah, it is. It's extremely fun to drive around. I spent actually much much less time in Grand Theft Auto Five getting into random gunfights in the street than I did in the previous generations. <laughs> yep. Because uh, I don't need it. Sure. Um. The a big problem, of course, is that instead of doing any more single player DLC, they did a bunch of dumb, yeah. exploitative microtransaction multiplayer stuff, and that continues, even though this and game came out are still a hundred years ago. Yeah, they're still doing it, and like you said, maybe it's the last Grand Theft Auto ever because they just they can just keep doing Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah, maybe Grand the Theft Auto Online will be all Grand Theft Auto forever from now on, and that's very disappointing because the single player is a lot of fun. Yeah, the single player was just an absolute triumph in this one. Um, I've played through it a few times, Mm -hmm. the story mode. Uh, I think twice on consoles and once on the PC. Oh, it's definitely one of those games that because its lifespan's been so long, I've bought it two or three times as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I own it on a couple of platforms. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A little tarnished, but, uh, but not that tarnished. This is my new number three. Ooh, I had a Super Mario 3. Yeah. Do you feel you have seen enough to put Hades on this list? Uh, I mean, I'm 100 hours in, which is more than I spent on some of these. That sounds like you probably can, then. How about the Hades Uh, Hades for the Switch? Hades for the Nintendo Switch. Hades is a roguelite game. Uh, the, The dungeon runs are short. Uh, 20 to 40 minutes depending on sort of how you're equipped mm-hmm. um, there's lots and lots of reasons to keep doing dungeon runs you continually unlock more and more story I am kind of at the end of it now I'm working on like the last few um, prof- minor prophecies which mm. is kind of like your side quest list um, but I still I still did a run today well, uh, so um the basic loop is good. The storytelling is very good. There's a lot of characters. Uh, like a you lot said, a of lot of systems that you are unlock in a well-paced manner. Yeah. It's um. I have it for the Switch. It is, of course, out on other platforms: PC, Xbox, and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only played it on uh, the Switch as well. Yeah, and I mostly play it in handheld mode, and it works. Uh, all the sprites and everything are a little bit small. Yeah. Um, but that's how I've put in all my hours. So um, I don't feel like I will be talking about this game a lot in five or six years. Sure. As much as I enjoy it. Uh, even even with all the options and extras and everything, it's kind of limiting as a genre. Yeah. It's- this is a polished version of a genre that is inherently like a little 20 or 30 minute session and then everything resets. Yeah. And maybe you've made some, some slight progress and gotten a little stronger though. I'm uh, as strong as I'm going to get. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, this is, uh, I'm going to put this above airport tycoon also. Poor airport tycoons taking a hit today. Hey, this is a good game. Um, I mean, it wasn't, but we put a lot of hours in. It was. There are things about it that still make me go, "Wow, they really designed that pretty well." 
that was like that was just fun to sit down and do. Um, and it would it sure would play on an e machine. That's right. God. How about for the Nintendo Entertainment System, Little League Baseball? Little League Baseball. This is a game where you played as one of a number of nations. There probably actually weren't that many. Probably like 16 would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, Or a a handful of states in the United States. Yeah. I think it was eight states and eight countries probably. Which is how the Little League tournament works. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were probably the ones that were in the latest Little League cycle when the game was being developed or whatever. You know, you wanted to be uh, California, New York, or Texas, or... um, Canada. I played a lot of Canada. Yeah, they had power hitters. Yeah. Uh, Not every baseball game is fun, and this is definitely the case for the NES baseball games. Like, I'm I'm sorry, but Super Bases Loaded or whatever Uh was trash. Yep. RBI Baseball trash. There are basically two fun ones. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr., which a bunch of people know about. Yes. And Little League Baseball, which nobody but us ever played. I've certainly never seen it in the wild, anyone talking about it or anything. Uh, but it was fun. Like it it was, was, The games were fun to play. It was great to crank a home run. It was a fun little baseball game. Uh, this game is... The new number 35. <laughs> By the way, I can't believe the Three Stooges is a 36. <laughs> hey, fellas, we're in the wrong video game. <laughs> but I guess there are some bad ones underneath it. Yeah. But there's also Tetris. And suck, suck on that, Tetris. <laughs> this is like when my 90s list. I don't know if anyone saw well, my 90s Super list. Super Mario 64. I think we could say that the Three Stooges and Keith Courage and Alpha Zones <laughs> are higher on this list yes. than most people would put them. It's like if you look at my 90s Power Hour list, there are a lot of people who would be infuriated by where I have yeah. bands placed. Um. Okay. How about Missile Command? We played it on the Atari. Missile Command for the Atari. This is an arcade game, so it just gets harder until you lose. Um, it's not fundamentally that fun. <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah, it is just harder uh, and harder until you lose, and then you. Go, I will say this: it's it? better. It's better than California games. Yeah. That's and that's what I'm going to say. It's better than California games. I mean, there was something. I guess there was something slightly haunting about it, especially yes. probably in the '80s. There are five cities that are going to get nuked, and they're going to get nuked, gonna. and you can forestall it for a minute, but you're not, you're going to lose cities. And there was, like, no soundtrack. One part of that's Atari. A lot of the times, they'd have, like, a little musical intro, and then for the rest of the game, there was no music or whatever. Right. Um, but it was extra haunting, because all it was was missile noises. Just like, well, they were, like, bomb dropping noises, but they were supposed to be missiles. Um, and that was it. That was, like, the whole thing. <laughs> I never like losing those cities. No, it's hard. It's tough. It's not like in Defender, where the people were uh, two pixels by one pixel and they flashed. But you had to imagine they were like your own family. Yeah. That way you'd play all night and maybe you'd mess up the SATs. I'm sure that'll get on the list somewhere, but it's a, that's a better game. Yeah. Uh, all right. So down at 55, Missile Command. The only thing is below it. California Games, Moon Patrol, Jet Moto. Two, yeah, two, two, of them Atari. two more Atari games and then Jet Moto. <laughs> All right. Um, 
how about for, for the PC, Star Trek Starship Creator? <laughs> I don't think I played it. What, you didn't? Yeah, I you got did. barely played you it. Made one, you made an Excelsior that had a weird shovel-shaped saucer section. Uh, Because you could only do 10 things. Yes, it was very much a demonstrator of something no one wanted to play. you found you found it. (laughs) You put in this disc, and it would be like, do you want to make an Excelsior? And you'd be like, oh, I guess. And they'd be like, but what if it was shaped different? And you'd go, all right, I'm in. And then you'd make it, and then they'd be like, you made it. Yeah, this really is something that anyone who's watched Star Trek has probably wanted to do. Yep. Like, invent their own starships. They have a cool visual language, and this game absolutely does not deliver. Just 100% <laughs> fails to deliver on the premise. You could put a third nacelle on a Constitution-class ship. Yeah, it wasn't an amazing experience. Um, you couldn't do even You couldn't do a lot of customization of any kind. It really no. was just like, you got three flavors of engine... You got three flavors of saucer. That's it. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, there's. I've got Star Trek Online up here at number 19. There's never been a good Star Trek game yet. No. <laughs> and I don't think there ever will be. It's very sad that the IP has been treated so poorly by video games. It's like, it just doesn't slot into any type of, like, maybe the best version would be those um, Telltale games that are like... Choose your own adventure. Fancy choose your own adventures. God, I don't, I don't, I hate those. <laughs> like the Walking Dead had a big one of those or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's like, if you make a Star Trek first person shooter, the whole thing you're doing is not Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a little Enterprise maybe, but yes, it's mostly not Star Trek. Right. And if you make a space combat game, oh, that's definitely it's. Not. It's also not Star Trek. It could be. It could still be a little more fun. Yes. Like that's the fun part of playing Star Trek online. Yeah, you'd have you'd have to build some weird plot in there to make it acceptable as Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you could just have Romulans decloaking. That's how they did it in that badass NES game. This <laughs> is the best part of that game. Well, we found the uh, what's below Jet Moto. Right now number 59 Star Trek Starship Creator. Yeah. All right, last one for this session. All game for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System called Wing Commander. So, I'm going to put this in as Wing Commander parentheses SNES. As you like, just for Doom. As I did with Doom. Yes. <coughs> because this isn't going to be the best version of the game. No. Now, having said that, it did also come with Wing Commander 2. Yeah, secret missions or whatever. Yeah, secret missions. Um, so that was good. Uh, it's mostly playable with a Super NES controller too, by the way. Yeah. I mean, we played it's a lot even of it. got, it's even got shoulder buttons so you can throttle. Yeah. Uh, although maybe the throttle wasn't on the shoulder buttons. I don't remember. Yeah, it might've been. Uh, Wing Commander is a fun made up universe. It's not a weird property, not a licensed property. Right. Um, it has some of that alternate branching and pathing in it. It hella does. I was surprised by how many different ways it goes for a game yeah. made in the early 90s or whatever. Right. Late 80s? I don't know. There's not that much variety to the mission types. No, there are. There are 
four types of enemy fighters. Yeah. Four types of friendly fighters. Sure. You don't really get to choose between them. No, depending on how you're doing in the game, you get you get shoved right. into one. Um, the mission loops themselves are sometimes fun, often a little bit aggravating. Yeah. Uh, well, you have the always extremely frustrating escort missions. Yes. Where you get a crant, a, a fucking wing of crants comes in and they play the crant game. Yeah, they run away, stay out of range. You chase them away from the ship you're escorting. And then you have to go back. Yeah. Um, I like the universe more than I like the gameplay. Okay. What about, do, did you like going to Nav Point 2 and there's nothing there but uh, mines? <laughs> there's nothing. There's just maybe I mean, asteroids. Like, and you go, why did I go to this Nav Point? <laughs> I mean, it's like that's how a patrol mission yes. would go, right? Most of the time it would be nothing, but it is not fun. They really put it in there. They're like, and sometimes you go there and there's nothing there. Yeah. And then you just go on to the next one. And it's like, huh? <laughs> I don't want to fly into this fucking asteroid field for no reason. They're like, oh, you're going to have to come back through the asteroid field, though, because it's because it's more direct path. So you're going to yeah. go through the asteroids. So now the question that you have to ask when you look at this list is, is it better or worse than Colony Wars? Well. Because that's already on the list at number 24. Colony Wars is definitely the underappreciated shit on genius of this genre. It's the <laughs> right. Billy Joel of this genre, for sure. <laughs> Where like it if you've played both of them, you do come away going, why weren't there more Colony Wars or why didn't Colony Wars sell more units? Why isn't there a Colony Wars game right now? Right. Why were there there were six Wing Commanders and the people who made Wing Commander are still making Wing Commander like games on Kickstarter and ripping people off and stuff. There was a Wing Commander movie starring Freddie Prince Jr. Where's my Colony Wars movie starring... Who's a contemporary of Freddie Prince Jr.? Well, Colony Wars was a little after Wing Commander, so oh. it's okay to move bump it up a few years oh. and just say Wilmer Valderrama. <laughs> now I really want this movie to happen. <laughs> Colony Wars starring Wilmer Valderrama. Um, well... So what do you think then? It's like there wouldn't be Colony Wars if there hadn't been Wing Commander. Mm -hmm. But it probably was more playable. Oh, well, yeah. But, I mean, for one thing, it was on. we played it on the PlayStation or whatever. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just You know what? They, they belong together. I'm going to put Wing Commander in at number 24. Okay. And Colony Wars at 25, and that gets us through the whole segment. Oh, and in... Incidentally, I have played the PC version of Wing Commander like recently and or you know not recently but on a PC with a joystick. It's fucking unplayable. So <laughs> I probably of the two SNES is actually more playable for me yeah. and most of the rest of the stuff is pretty much the same. I don't know, maybe the PC one's smarter or has a few more missions or something. Right. Uh well, I, the good thing about the SNES version was that it had the fucking code. B A B Y B-Y-L-A-R-A. <laughs> and you just in there invincible like fucking crazy. Yeah. So that was always good. All right. We did so it. up to 60 now on the video games power hour. Yep. Now we got a new low, even something below Jet Moto, the Star Trek Starship Creator disc. I'm not going to call it a game. Am I wrong? <laughs> I'm not wrong. No. Uh, and the highest thing we put in today was Grand Theft Auto 5 at the new number three position. So. Yeah. Well, 
It's going to take a lot to beat Skyrim and Secret of Mana it's, for two different reasons. It's a tough, it's a tough list to crack. Yeah, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know if there is one lurking out there. I mean, there's room in the top 10 because 10's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the impossible video game. So, yeah, know. I like that one a lot, though. Yeah. I preferred it to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it for this week. Next week, that means. Yeah, we're on the clock. Um, it's week 95 of our Star Trek project. Uh, if you're going to watch along with us, you should watch Half a Life. Oh, that's going to have something. That's, that's virtually something. guaranteed to have a take. Yeah. Timison uh, and all that business. Yeah, exactly. And again, the first appearance of Michelle Forbes. Yes, that's right. You should watch Body Parts. Uh, I think Quark sets up an auction for his dead body thinking he's going to die and then he doesn't die. So is it a legal thriller? I don't know. <laughs> Time will tell. Uh, for Voyager, we're watching season five, episode two, Drone. Oh, that's well, that's obviously a seven, but I don't remember which one. And uh, third to last in the Enterprise list, uh, we are watching Demons. It's otherwise known as Two Silver Bloods, show up at least Two Silver Bloods. <laughs> I hope. Otherwise, I'm not going to get any enjoyment out of this. Yep, yep. If Silver Blood was Demon, then it does suggest that there are multiple Silver Bloods. <laughs> um, that's what you should watch. A uh, week after that, we'll be back with... Um, the last of these Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. Boy, that's such a baffling film. I, In a way, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm worried I'm going to take notes for seven hours. It's going to be a six-hour project to watch and note, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not... There are so many criticisms. They just fly at you so fast. I'm going to have so much fucking pause time on this thing. Yeah. Um, could be the last episode we... Uh, could be this uh, next Star Trek episode's the last episode we actually do because we just quit the project. <laughs> but we'll see. We've threatened many times. Uh, send us mail. It was a, This was a good mailbag. I know they're a month apart, so it's a little bit easier to stuff it. But um, keep keep doing what you're doing. Uh, that's at BrotherDate on Twitter machine. Brothers of BrotherDate.com if you want to send us some cool mail, even some audio mail. Uh, go to BrotherDate.com and check out all the stuff. I don't know if Fruit Bracket's up there, but there's a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, you can find us on basically all the podcatchers. So you already found us, but maybe if you want to recommend it, don't recommend it. No. All right, I everybody. can't recommend that you recommend it. All right, everybody. I love you. Uh, for me, it's Taste of Gorilla's Ass. Now, uh... Please subscribe.